Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. My monthly newsletter went out yesterday, and in it, I shared my experience with kundalini energy and my personal awakening to it. Before my kundalini awakening, I considered myself to be an atheist. But as I was studying tantra and had added breath and pleasure practices to my daily routine, I started to wake up to the possibility that there's a divine energy and that I'm part of it. And I wonder, does it matter to you if your partner shares your religion? Or not really your religion, but does it matter if your partner shares a belief in God or the divine? Has religious alignment mattered to you only because you were planning to raise children together and you really don't want to confuse the kids? Like mommy's occupied with her evening occult practice and daddy can't dance with me or drive on Saturdays. This can be potentially divisive to family life. And vastly different religious beliefs can add layers of conflict, not the least of which is which painting to hang over the bed. I suppose if you're not super attached to the doctrines of your religion, but maybe your family of origin is, you can work it out. I know countless couples who celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas both with their families, but when they are asked what it means to them personally, they just shrug. It's more tradition than dogma. So in this episode, I'm asking you, how much does it matter to you that you and your romantic partner have the same beliefs? Do you want to practice religion together as a form of bonding? Do you want to know that your partner will be with you in the ever after if your religion only allows members of the same faith into your heaven? Or is it just important to you that your romantic partner simply be open to the idea of a higher being? And maybe language and practices don't really matter at all. Or is it important to you that your partner not at all have a spiritual practice? I'm going to do some research on whether people who have a spiritual bond have a more intense relationship. And so my curiosity is, are people who believe in a divine spirit better able to put their egos aside? And are people who are better able to put their egos aside able to choose partners more successfully? Like, are they able to put aside everything except values and heart and energy? And is that the way to pick a partner? Gandhi said, I am a passionate seeker after truth, which is another name for God. And does realizing that truth is the divine make relationships more successful? 
I don't mean that believers are more honest. I mean that believers have taken some time to ask themselves, is this true for me? Am I open to this? When you know what is true for you, you know yourself and you have this sense of being grounded or centered when you're self-aware and you're far less shakable when things get wobbly as they do in relationship. I don't want you here to picture the bumper sticker that says let go and let God, but rather the idea that you're safe to express your true self to others and know that you're never alone whether the other person accepts you or not. Another and maybe better way of saying this is it's better to be 100% yourself and have someone reject you than to try and bend or cheat your own truth to get close to others. You will suffer because you're preventing the very thing that you are wanting so deeply, which is connection. In Buddhism, you've heard them say that pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Buddhism is more a way of life than a religion. It centers around loving compassion. And loving compassion gives us the ability to soothe ourselves. And the ability to soothe your own pain and remain open and honest in inevitable bumps of romantic love is really the only way to date authentically. You have an anchor that assures you that you're lovable and loved and to not change yourself for others. Changing yourself for others at any time in the dating process is a recipe that sets you up for relationship problems down the road. Do people without a belief in a divine succumb to fear more readily, more easily than those who subscribe to some sort of divine energy? I think fear causes us to pick fights or flee at the first sign of trouble. What if believing in spirit takes the edge off of that fear so that we can operate from a place of knowing our true thoughts and feelings? Is it easier to date authentically as a person of faith? And then what happens if your relationship to spirituality changes as mine did? What if you and your partner met at a church function but now they feel that this religious container no longer suits them? You might feel betrayed or abandoned or somehow duped. And they may feel like you're stuck or stagnant in the old religion that you used to share together. Or what if you were both loud and adamant atheist and now you feel called to study the Sufi path because this way feels like there's something profound there for you. As ever, I would invite you to look at what is under each of these choices. Why do you believe or not believe in God? What does it bring you? How important are the rituals and customs? Can each of you share what's under? Is there a way to connect based on what this feeling is, what the reason or the why is in either believing or not, and and not so much getting stuck on the rituals of a faith? I don't consider myself a Buddhist, but I love how Buddhism is very earthy in its invitation to live without referring to a god, but rather to the essence and the energy of all beings. It's really helped me to release this idea that life is not fair. Something that really speaks to me from Buddhism is the eight signposts of being. Right aspiration, right understanding, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right concentration, 
and write mindfulness. Basically what the one podcast is all about. Although this is not a Buddhist podcast, Buddhism is very much about self-love and it draws me in, not as a Buddhist, but rather I'm open to the Dharma. Tantric philosophy is very much about integration and I would say that integrating all parts of me is what has brought me to this place of joy, that we return to our original essence when we love and accept all these pieces of ourselves, our shadow, our lost selves, and that all of ourselves are welcome, whether they came from conditioning and other people's stories. It's just this sense of wholeness where the beauty and the freedom and the power are. And so tantric philosophy speaks to me. I suffered when I tried to cut parts off from myself that I didn't like. I suffer still when I don't take the time to listen to all of these parts of myself. Studying tantra helped me to shed my perfectionism. I don't think it's really possible to both truly love ourselves and and be a perfectionist because perfectionism is a harsh judgment against ourselves. Tantra invited me to stop going to war with myself and to start loving all the pieces of myself. And this actually helps loosen the grip that some of those shadowy parts of me has. When I judge myself, those shadowy pieces get more control. And this makes me wonder if people fall from belief the same way that they fall away from love, like they disavow both of these for the same reason. Because a belief in a source or a spirit and a belief in romantic love both expose us to ourselves and the world without being able to hide. But if our faith in God or the divine and our faith in love feel shattered every time we lose connection to God or love, is this because it feels too big, like it has too much potential to take us down and destroy us? But what I've seen over and over again is we are miserable when we hide when we hide from ourselves, from love. And I wonder too if we can teach ourselves the ability to see the feeling of disconnection as temporary. Like when the power goes out, we see it as a temporary discomfort or potential tragedy, depending on how much you're relying on electricity in that present moment. But we never say, oh well, that's it for me. Electricity will always disappoint me. It's not for me. No, you have a backup candles, a generator, or in the case of feeling disconnected, you have the backup of energy sourced from self-love and self-compassion. This was what my kundalini awakening offered me, a place to source loving energy from, for creativity, for abundance, for joy, for love, and for believing in the divine. Having this sort of belief and this awakened energy in you allows you to see any period of disconnection as temporary. And you can use your internal generator until you feel connected again. Because this is something I believe is true. You can feel disconnected from love, but you are never separate from love. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, you magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve.
You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me. <laughs>